0: afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for i didn't come up with a nickname for alex for alex snicker i am matt wright and together we are traversing the muddy waters of freedom what
1: are you doing i'm doing uh okay okay i'm doing okay i'm
0: doing okay as well i am doing okay as well uh joe let us know if you can hear us uh first and foremost first and foremost Uh, No matter where you are watching this, whether you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us on Twitter, if you're watching us on Facebook, be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to share, be sure to do all of the things that uh, will help us defeat the algorithms of the evil social media companies that don't want this to be seen. And if you are one of the people who are listening to this after the fact on your favorite podcasting platform, thank you. Because that's how we get paid, and that's how I can afford the kava that I drink every month, which is a lot. So uh, thank you to all of you and to all of you, I say, Bulavanaka.
1: I think you I think I asked you last month what that stood for. I think it was like good health or something.
0: Yeah, it's a good long life and good health. Okay it's basically
1: cheers. It's basically cheers. basically cheers. You know it sounds cooler to say it that way than to say just cheers. It does. We'll an it takes icon. a little bit longer it does
0: it, it makes it sound much more uh, official than it does cheers it does sound it does sound <laughs> much more official it does um before we get started let's pay some bills uh i both of us are feeling okay and i know it's because i'm kind of tired i don't know about alex yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's because we didn't have our mud water today Exactly. It is. If we had our mud water today, we would be bouncing off the walls with one-seventh of the caffeine of coffee. Because that makes sense. But we wouldn't have the crash that you get from coffee. So that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, Mud water is made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. If you want to make the switch over from coffee to mud water, all you have to do is head on over to muddewatersoffreedom.com slash mud and you can understand what it's like to experience.
1: Wasn't it muddywatersmedia.com?
0: Yeah. So we had some issues. I haven't updated that yet. Oh, my bad. Yeah. No, nope, you're good.
1: Um, just, just starting off the gate, just doing embarrassing right. stuff. Right that. <laughs> just right off the bat. Let me yeah. just go right into it right it now. It
0: was. And then one day, muddiedwatersmedia.com works. But if you go to muddiedwatersmedia.com slash anything.
1: It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Oh. No idea why.
0: Um, so we are trying to fi- We've been trying to figure that out for months. And instead of just updating the graphic, I just say my daughter nah. So fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, it's been, it's been, I was here. Yeah. I was here last week. Uh, it's been a big week as far as the news goes, but one of the biggest things is that, um, they reported that 35% of the households in the United States Have a gas stove. Do you guys have gas or electric?
1: No, we have electric now. Mm -hmm. I used to have a gas. When I was in my house in Spring Hill, I had a gas stove. But I switched over to electric just because... Well, one of the reasons I switched over to electric was just that the company that we got the... um, That we were getting the gas from had a direct line. And they switched from a direct line to you had to put the propane tank in the back. Mm. And they sucked at refilling the propane tank. So it was like... Like they kind of made it inconvenient at that point to do it.
0: Right. Yeah. When I, so I had a gas stove when I was living in Virginia and I hated the gas company because they required like a $600 deposit. Yeah. Because they could, because they were the only game in town. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I like cooking on gas stoves more than I like cooking on electric stoves. Yeah. Um, but recent reports are reporting that gas stoves, are linking the usage of them to thirteen percent of childhood asthma.
1: Why? Did it, did it say why? Yeah. So
0: because of certain particulates that are in the air when it combines with the gas and then you inhale it, it hurts the. Lo- I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't
1: understand that stuff. But
0: I mean, that sounds bad. It does sound bad. So what is the U.S. supposed to do?
1: let people know and let them make up their own decision. I mean, that I'm sorry. Why (laughs) would I, why, why would we not have some kind of mandate that just says we got to get rid of all that? That's
0: right. So, uh, the consumer product safety commission wants to ban the product altogether.
1: Oh my God. Of course they do. Of course they do.
0: (laughs) So, uh, if you are, watching this live sound off in the comments um are you a gas stove user electric range glass top and if they banned your favorite would you uh would you want to switch what would you switch to would you would you even switch i would imagine you would have to after a while if they're getting rid of gas
1: well i mean they're going to make it so it's going to be impossible to use it then at that point
0: yeah you would think but you still heat would get there are places that still heat with gas.
1: Yeah, well no, that's true. This,
0: so even if this like in Virginia, my heating was gas and AC was electric.
1: Mm, okay.
0: So you would still have the gas going to your house. The question is, would you uh would you switch if you were in a scenario like that?
1: Well, I think it would probably make it they're gonna make it as inconvenient as possible. And what they're gonna do is they're probably gonna ban like new ones, but they're not gonna make everybody get rid of their old ones. I mean, unless they do like a cash for clunkers or something like that kind of deal where you'll get 500 bucks back for turning in your gas stove and then actually to buy towards an electric one or something
0: in the um in the most recent uh omnibus
1: oh there's something in there
0: eight hundred and forty dollars eight hundred and forty dollars if you uh buy an electric stove
1: oh i just i love how these guys think they're the good guys i just love how they think that they're the good guys in this stuff yeah, I want it. It makes me want to switch back to gas. And right. That's what it I really thought, just makes I you just want to switch to back buy to gas. gas,
0: though, because of it. But I don't even know if we can get gas here.
1: Well, I think it'd be rough. It would be tough. I mean, don't go wrong. There's still companies out there where you put the tank in the back and then you can just have it refilled. But again, it just makes it so much more inconvenient to be able to use it. But do you want to I mean, look? I'm going to stick with the one I got now. Look, I don't cook for one. Like I'm not a cooker. Like I'm not the cook. Guy. I'm the eater. I'm not the cooker. I feel that. So I, 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 in that, in one aspect, like I never touched the stove anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. But you know, it just, God, they just find, they just find new ways to fuck shit up. <laughs> I don't even believe them when they say that the asthma thing happened. I, like, I don't, I just don't I even don't believe either. them. I don't, I, do, you know what it is? I have such a lack of faith in anything that the government says. right right now, like they could say the sky's blue. I'm going to go outside and check because it's probably not.
0: Right. Well, right now it's not um (laughs) so lawmaker said in a letter to the chair of the consumer product safety commission alexander hohansarik i'd look up how to say that it's tough i listened to him say that seven times
1: in order to figure it out just to know
0: how to say uh short-term exposure to nitrous oxide is linked to worsening asthma in children and long-term exposure has been determined to likely cause the development of asthma Could be true. I don't know. Um, The letter, which was uh, signed by people like Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren, argued that black, Latino and low income households are more likely to be affected by these adverse reactions because they're either more likely to live near a waste incinerator or coal ash site or are in a home with poor ventilation but they believe that those people can go out and afford a new stove.
1: Well, I mean, you know what pisses me off, man? Why is everything always wrapped around fucking race? Everything. Like seriously, can't it just be like, it it can't just be a problem. It's got to be, well, you know, it's, uh, it's so painful.
0: It's it's the uh, Joe Biden, uh, black kids are just as smart as white kids.
1: No, or just smart as poor kids, or something like that. Well, he
0: said white kids. Oh no, poor, poor kids, kids are, just are just as smart as, smart as white, white kids. kids. Yeah. That's what he said. Poor kids are just as smart as white kids, and then he called himself. And he's like Asian kids, rich kids. Yeah, he and had he, to fix it. Yeah, but. he had to fix it really quick. Well, because deep down, Joe Biden is racist. <laughs>
1: not
0: even and deep, again, these policies, down. these policies are, <laughs> and these policies are racist. No, they are. They are absolutely racist, and they are saying it's it's like the, voter the bigotry
1: I, of low expectations.
0: It, yeah, no, you're fine. It's the voter ID thing. Yeah. Where they say people in these neighborhoods don't know how to get voter, don't know how to get ID. Yeah.
1: Are they that? Are you saying they're that stupid?
0: Right. You are the one that is saying that they are stupid. Nobody else is. Whether you agree with voter ID or not, you are now saying those people don't know how to get ID.
1: Yes. That's what they're. It's funny because there was a video that they did with this where. They, you know, somebody, a cameraman and an interviewer went into like black, black, black neighborhoods and was like, Is it hard for you to get an ID? Like, no, of course it's not hard to get an ID. Yeah. It's not hard. They don't make it difficult, man. It's not like all of a sudden you, <laughs> oh, man, they just want to. It's, it's, it's so sad that everything has got to go around the lens of race. Yep. When don't get me wrong, there's some things you can legitimately talk about when it comes to race. But when you put everything in that category, then nothing's in that category. Yes. And that's I think that's what the problem comes into play. And I actually think if you took your up and down the street black person and your up and down the street, white person or up and down the street, Hispanic or whatever, you're going to run into the same problems. And don't get me wrong. Look, there are rich people and there are poor people. And it does not matter what skin color they are. Many of the reasons that they're poor are identifiable reasons that. Some of it's their own personal behavior. It's like we take personal responsibility out of this. And I wish we wouldn't do that. Like, I, I mean, and every time you tell somebody, well, you know, the obvious answer, they're like, wow, you know, other than the obvious answer, what's the real problem here? It's like, no, no, no. Let's get back to that part about personal responsibility and, and you know, not making stupid decisions. It's, I'll give you look, this is a small ancillary incident, incident issue, but I'll put it this way as an Uber driver, right? Sure. I will pick someone up. They're spending $20 on the ride and they're going a mile. You pay $20 for a mile. I mean, they're wrong. I, I get 10 bucks, right? I get 10 bucks, but you could have walked a mile. Yeah. Like you just paid $20 to go a mile. to go a mile. Right. It's like, that was a waste of money. Like, and again, look, I'm not saying anything to the person cause I don't want to get a bad review, but <laughs> I, first thing I want to say is how come you're just not walking a fucking mile, like right. just walk the mile, man. Like it's not that, it's not that far of a way to go, but you, it's, it's that, and then they will go, well, you know, that person's really poor. Well, maybe it's because they're spending $20 on a mile fucking ride. Right.
0: Yeah. And there were like, there were many times when back when I was still drinking um, where I would go to a bar that was a mile mile and a half from my house and I would get near blackout and I would walk home
1: yeah Oh hold on look drinking's one thing these people were stone cold sober Oh yeah that's It's that's not even movie. it's not even that they're <laughs> sober nice. doing this shit I, yeah. They are not drunk they are sober Look it's it's the same thing as like going to convenience stores Like convenience stores for your for bang for your buck convenience stores are the worst possible areas in order to pick up, um, in order to get something, right? So the thing about it is, hold on, what, is it, what did uh, you say? he what did that, you say? Right there?
0: Spend $20 to walk a mile, it would take, Derek Ambrose over on YouTube says, spend $20 to walk a mile, it would take 20-ish minutes, that's $80
1: an hour. Oh yeah. I mean, don't get wrong. You're getting paid. Well, I mean, you don't get that many stupid people. I mean, it's just not work that way. And sometimes the brides don't cost that much. Sometimes they're like 12 bucks, but like the point still is right. like, why would you do, why would you spend your money on that? If you're, if you're broke, you know what I mean? This, it's almost like I saw, okay. I was look, I, in doing this in doing my job. I happened to see the dregs of society on a pretty regular basis. And I was at a Wawa and there was a dude that was sitting out front and he was you know homeless with an iphone looking at the internet on his phone like boy you know if our poorest if that's what we got going on for the poorest people forgive me if i don't have any compassion you know if that dude's going to ask me for a buck you know (laughs) but i'm not giving you one it's it's weird look i've really it's weird how i've I fluctuate in the compassion, in the compassion category. Like sometimes I have a lot of compassion and sometimes I have a little bit of compassion, but what I've noticed is the more time I spend in those areas, the less compassion I end up having just because I'm looking and witnessing firsthand as to the problems that are going on and why they're going on. And for, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was going to, I,
0: yes, I agree with you, but and an a lot of it i think comes down to personal responsibility and the fact that a lot of those a lot of people in a lot of different areas across uh, across the country have come to rely on government and assistance from others because they're like somebody else is going to help me they've never needed to feel like they needed to take care of themselves
1: yeah they turned it into an entitlement where they yeah. feel entitled where if you don't give it to them then they get upset right which again we've created that our, our society because of Um, uh, uh, wealth generating and um, generosity of others and government and politicians trying to buy off these people is that you've created a society of people now to where, you know, if there's even a little bit of a problem, then all of a sudden it's a major thing and you got to get the government involved with it. And well, they got to take care of these people. And it's weird, man, it's especially being a libertarian is I really I, I have these days where and especially last week was another one of these weeks where you just you're you're like man we gotta suffer a little bit here. People gotta suffer in order to figure this shit out because like it's it's just again you pick people up and you're driving them around and you just hear them bitching and you're just like man I just damn it. Why are you so being, and it doesn't matter what color they are. This is not a white problem or a black problem or a Hispanic problem. It's no, just a problem. It's just,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's an entitlement problem that a lot of people have now grown into having.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That That's the best way I know how to put that. Cause it, that's what it is. It's become an entitlement problem where people are thinking that they, ex, that they, uh, are owed something by the government or by other people, as opposed to tying it, tying the bootstraps up, whatever, however you want to put that phrase and going out and doing the work that is necessary to lift yourself out of wherever you are.
1: Yeah. Well, and look, everybody has problems. I don't want to say, especially if you look at some of the statistics of people living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, of, of, of having issues. Look, I got them too. I'm not saying that I don't look, I, you know, I go out and, I, look, I go out and have to hustle every week in order to make money, man. I have to do it every week. And look, you just, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta knuckle down and do it. I don't, I don't know another way to say it other than that. And it sounds heartless sometimes to to make it, to make that statement. But at the same time, it's just life. Yeah. Like you just, you know, you have to make decisions based off of that. And we don't all make good decisions. I know I don't fucking make good decisions. I make bad decisions <laughs> all the time that cost me money. You know, but I, I, but at the same time, I'm not going, well, you know, it's the government's fault because of that, you know, it's, it's, or the government should do something about it. You know, if, if anything, it's, it's, it goes the same with like job creation. Like if you hear the government, like we, we, we created this many jobs. No, you didn't, you didn't create that many jobs. Did you create the conditions to allow it to, to, to happen? Yes. But you didn't create those jobs. So it's, that's why it's easy to blame them for the bad, but not blame them for the good because at the end of the day, I mean, unless it's some kind of jobs government program where you're working directly for the government, you didn't create the job. You created the conditions. And many times, you know, they're they're in the way they're in the way more than they're doing good.
0: And even still, if it's a jobs government program that you're working directly for the government, that's because the government created the conditions that they felt they needed to create that program.
1: Yes. Which normally they they fuck something up. Right.
0: Yeah. They screwed up the market so bad that they were like, okay, we need to fix this. How do we do it? jobs program? And yeah. it'll be a government program. So, th- either way, they didn't really create the jobs. They screwed something up so badly mm-hmm. that they've now had to create this program in order to try to fix whatever screw up they did.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like that Harry Brown code. Like the government is good at one yes. thing: breaking both your legs, handing you the crutches, and say without government you wouldn't be able to walk. Right. It's just what it comes down to. And that's what we, we are did. totally off subject from what we were. Beginning <laughs> I have on, no idea how we. Got how did we get down this road I right off the don't. bat? Um, I, I, you know what it is? I got a fatal, I got a very fatalistic kind of attitude right now. I get it. I Ugh. do
0: too. I was, I was texting with my wife before the show, um, and before I got home, and she was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "No," and I just went through this long list of stuff that has just been weighing yeah. on me, and yeah, so, um, it's because I didn't have my mud water. Um, that's what it is. That's what it is. I didn't have mud water, so to absolutely ensure that this episode does not get monetized and will probably be removed from YouTube later. Um, SNL alum and current host of the tonight show, Jimmy Fallon tries to outshill Stephen Colbert and his dancing vaccines with his own ode to COVID in this tonight show segment. Have you seen this?
1: No, no, I didn't want to see it until I was here. I wanted, I wanted live, like raw reaction.
0: Um, all right, well, I hope that you enjoy. it. I, I only clipped a little bit of it because I'm hoping that they'll let us keep it up. There was Alpha, then Delta, then Omicron next, but this latest variant might be the best. It's XBB.1.5. Another brand of COVID-19 has arrived. It's a new strain, but it isn't the same. Sounds more like Elon Musk's name. It's XBD.1.5, not UB40, who sees red, red wine. Put on your mask when you're inside a facility. It could be a robot from a Star Wars trilogy. It's XBD.1.5, not OMG or MPP <laughs> or TCBY.
1: For real? That's what we're doing, huh? That's, that's what, what Jimmy doing. Fallon's doing. That's that, comedy now.
0: That's that's Jimmy Fallon comedy. That I mean, at least it's better than the Stephen Colbert dancing vaccines.
1: No, that's true. No, no, no. I, I will say he did a God. These, <laughs> these 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 nightly show hosts are just. I mean, I don't watch them anymore. I don't. I haven't it. watched them for a long time.
0: I stopped it, doing a. I stopped. Letterman was still on, but I kind of like I stopped when Letterman started going downhill because I would watch Letterman. When the when the when uh, what's his name the guy before Leno whose name I'm blanking on Conan no no weird Johnny Carson Carson yeah Johnny Carson we, weird wild stuff we got oh yes, yes, yeah yes yes uh, it's a good
1: impression um, by the way thank you give you a credit um, on that one
0: yeah uh, so when they were doing the when Carson was retiring and it was Leno Letterman I was on team Letterman because I would watch Letterman uh, yeah after after Carson. And I'm showing my age. Um, yeah, But I would watch Letterman after Carson. And I was like, yeah, Letterman has to get it. And then when Letterman ended up not getting it, and Leno did, and Letterman went to CBS, uh, I started watching Letterman all the time because I was I was team Letterman. And I loved it, thought it was great. And I would watch Letterman. And then when Letterman was over, I'd go back and I'd watch Conan. I'd okay. switch back to NBC to watch Conan. Um, and then... Once Conan kind of got screwed over by Jay Leno, I was just out and I stopped watching all of them altogether. I did yeah. watch a little bit of Colbert because I liked the Colbert report
1: on. Yeah. Cause that was actually kind of funny when that he was, funny. was doing it on comedy central. He was actually yeah. kind of funny.
0: No, that was, that was funny when he was on comedy central doing the Colbert report after the daily show, which this is going to be, God, I miss
1: the daily show. I miss Jon Stewart on the J- daily Man, show. Man.
0: My favorite Daily Show host was the guy before John Stewart, Craig Kilborn. Oh, yeah. Once okay. once he left and John Stewart came on, I stopped watching the Daily Show.
1: Oh, okay. I
0: loved Kilborn. Um, I was a big Kilborn fan, but uh, I thought he was so funny. And uh, so once. Once all of that happened, I was just like, okay, I'm out. And I kind of watched a little bit of Conan on TNT and TB at whichever one he was on. Uh, but then I was like, I don't even care, care enough anymore.
1: Yeah. I kind of grew out of it anyway. So like, it wasn't like a big major deal for me, but like any of the clips I've seen, they just, they, they stopped trying to be funny and they trying to be like activists in some kind or another. And I just, I just don't think that was the lane you wanted to go into. So I think that you kind of, like I think that they screwed up the. I think Jimmy Kimmel's to blame for all of them. Oh God, Jimmy! It's amazing that that dude used to do the Man Show.
0: He, Win Ben Stein's money. He was on Win Ben mm-hmm. Stein's money, and he was not PC at all on Win Ben Stein's money. And then he went and he did the Man Show, not PC at all. Not even
1: close. I mean, they ended the show with girls jumping on trampolines. Every yep. yep,
0: girls jumping on trampolines and dudes slamming beer with Doug
1: Stanhope. Remember, he was on there with Doug Stanhope.
0: No, he was on there with Adam Carolla. Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope d- took oh, over later.
1: okay, okay, okay.
0: Um, but yeah, like I watched both iterations of it. It was better when it was uh, Kimmel and uh, the other guy. Adam Carolla. Carolla. Adam Carolla.
1: Who used to do Loveline. Who did Loveline. Mm-hmm. I actually
0: talked to him when he was on Loveline.
1: Oh, that was a great show too. On Loveline. Him and um, Dr. Drew.
0: Yeah, I talked to Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla one day. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he, he went in blackface. Jimmy Kimmel went in blackface as a uh, Carl Malone Yeah, on that show mm-hmm. and everybody lets that slide. But yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, I think the way that he has handled his show doing the, uh, I'm going to cry on national television. Like, and I don't have a problem with guys crying, like no issue with it. But when it's
1: forced,
0: but it's yeah, exactly. When it's so staged, when it is so staged that you know that what they are doing is only for the cameras. I have an issue with that.
1: Yeah. No, especially when, look, I don't need you to make a point about some, I don't need you to do the direct point about some gradle societal thing. What I need you to do is to make a joke. And if you want to sprinkle that in, then you can sprinkle that in for social commentary, but you can't do both though. And it just seems like, I, I, I don't know. It's so, it's so painful, you know, where it, it didn't need to go down this way. It didn't and Kimmel is totally a fucking like, it's amazing. Again, it's amazing that he went from the man show to what he's doing now. Right. Like it's not even the same person. It's and, and I, and I believe
0: I could be wrong, but I believe it was man show. And then literally Kimmel immediately after, and they, whoever sat him down in a room had to be like, okay you can't do the man show stuff on this. Like you have, you have to be more politically correct for lack of any better term. But there's
1: a difference between being politically correct and doing what he's doing and
0: and doing what he's doing.
1: Like it's horrible. It gets, it's, there's no, again, it's comedians aren't funny anymore. Like these guys are supposed to get these gigs because they were comedians that they understood timing, that they understood how to make a joke and they don't do any of those things anymore and it's just sad. And you're supposed to be even-handed. That was the other thing. You're supposed to be even-handed in how you went after people. And they just stopped being even-handed. Like, go after everybody or don't go after anybody. Pick
0: right. one. SNL SNL did the same thing where they were going, you know, they were even-handed. They went after the left. They went after the right. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious. Just back in the 90s and early 2000s and probably before that, um, you know, they went after Clinton. Mm-hmm. they went after clinton hard and you know, which was easy
1: i mean he gave them a lot of um, you know easy targets
0: yeah yeah so he, they went after clinton hard and then during the uh bush gore election in 2000 yeah. they went after both of them evenly and mm-hmm. it was hilarious and it was like it was some of the best snl that i have seen uh once dana carvey left um and it is. I haven't seen anything like that from SNL since because at some point they stopped making fun of the left. They only started making fun of the right, and uh, what's his name, Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels said it's because uh, the right knows how to take a joke and the left
1: doesn't. Yep. No, and that's what it is. I mean, it's unfortunate. But... It is unfortunate. And, and the thing is this, though: the difference is, I'm not calling for their ouster. I'm just going to stop watching. And I think that's what look in that 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 is reflected in the ratings. Yes. You know, to where you're not going to get as many people that are going to watch the shows because of that. And, but also like times change too, though. So, and look with the advent of social media, with the advent of like, you know, look in your studio right now, you can have a show on that people can watch and you're in order to get that up and running. It does not take that much money. So there's way more stuff for people to be able to watch on. And, you know, look, do you have a huge audience of millions of people? No, but a whole bunch of shows that have little audiences take away from all those other people, you know, and it allows for a lot more competition.
0: Yeah. Um, Scott Greer just said exactly. You can't tell me what Johnny Carson's politics were. Letterman started that way, but changed. Yes. And Letterman, Letterman did. Letterman was when he was at his prime, Letterman was the, most savagely funny person on late night. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was quick and he was, he had a biting humor and it was fantastic. And then when he got older, he kind of became a crotchety old liberal. Yeah. Is the best way to put that.
1: Good um, beard though. Good guy. Good, good, good beard. Now, beard. great beard. I mean, great I give beard. him all the credit in the world for the beard.
0: Yeah. That beard is fantastic. But I've stopped watching him now because I got tired of just hearing him preach to me if I wanted to hear somebody preach to me, I would watch Kimmel and I'm not going to watch Kimmel.
1: Yeah. Um, well, look, if I uh, want to watch something entertaining now, I'll watch Rogan. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get, I mean, it's just amazing interviews that that dude, that dude, has. That dude does he's amazing. one of the best interviewers that there are. And he's, you know,
0: he, the interviews that Rogan does, and I don't watch a lot of Rogan, but the interviews that I've seen of Rogan, like, I'm captivated the entire way. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a 45-minute interview or a three-hour interview. Like, yeah. I'm in it.
1: But, I mean. Which well, because he gets guys that are very interesting. Exactly. And, and he knows
0: how to talk to them.
1: hmm He knows how to shut the fuck up sometimes and listen.
0: And let them bury themselves like mm-hmm. Zuckerberg.
1: Yeah. So,
0: another great thing to watch, if you're not into late night, the speaker votes.
1: C-SPAN. You're saying C-SPAN.
0: C-SPAN. Entertaining TV. C-SPAN. Apparently, uh, for anybody listening on audio, uh, you're not going to understand this, but Joe Hanush is having trouble uh, because I don't think he can hear us, but I don't know why. He's not hearing anything? He's not. Other people are, though, on Facebook. So I think he just has his mic, his...
1: Try your mute button. (laughs) It happens to me. That's happened to me several times. Um, I've I've looked at the phone and I'm like, why is this that? Why can I not hear? (laughs) Then it's like, oh, you had it on mute. Oh, Jesus. Big stupid.
0: So, well, that's a new button. Oh, that's probably you. Um, so the speaker vote, Kevin McCarthy has finally, finally won, uh, speaker of the house after 15 rounds of voting, 15 rounds of voting. Now this comes absolutely nowhere near the record of 133 ballots. <laughs> I was really hoping for a new record.
1: Now don't get me wrong, I will say in all fairness this hasn't happened in what you would consider to be the modern era. Now, in the modern era that was this was not a thing, it was a it was a, a coronation, you could say more than anything else. Whether you want to view that as good or bad, that was what it was. Like they, they did it behind closed doors and then what from my understanding, the way that it would work now or the way it was working now is, is that each committee would or each um, conference would get together. All the Republicans would get together privately. They would hash things out amongst themselves. And then whoever won that, everybody would just vote for that guy.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Because they, they go into their back rooms and they have. Those, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, if you like it that way and you don't like it where, you know, you're seeing the sausage being made out in the open. OK, I mean, I guess if that's what you want, but like, I think that it's good that you did that. I think that what those guys get home, let me just say this as far as uh, let me make one blanket statement first. Fuck all of them. I don't like any of them. They all suck as far as I'm concerned. And the Republicans are not going to get anything passed because the Democrats run the Senate and there's a Democrat president. So all of this in some ways is political theater. However, the points, the things that these guys on the Republican side, whether you like Matt Gates or not, whether whether you like the 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 twenty that were not doing it, whether they seriously had another person to put forward, which they didn't, right? You know, look, Andy Biggs got like thirty votes behind the closed door, but he wasn't going to get that many on the outside of it. For Pete's sake, Marjorie Taylor green was on McCarthy's side. Well, Trump think, was on McCarthy's side.
0: I think that Marjorie Taylor Green. I'll get into that later. Um, I'll get into that
1: later. Yeah. But, in any, uh, but at any rate though, I, I the things they got passed like about being able to add amendments, man, you, you know just how just fucking important way, that is?
0: You just jumped way ahead in our notes, man. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. No, I'm sorry, dude. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, my bad. That's my bad. why bad. we have a show map. You're right. You're right. you're right. you're right. I know how you and Adrian do it. This is different. I know you're
1: right. I got to get more. I got to get more in line. I got to get more in line. You sent me over the show notes even. Yeah. I read it over and then I'm like, all right, let me just go.
0: Oh. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we can skip that, 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 that. No, 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 go back up, go back up, go back up, go back up. So, uh, yeah, the record was 133 ballots taking two months in 1855 when Nathaniel Banks of Massachusetts edged William Aiken of South Carolina, um, but beats the norm we've grown accustomed to in the last hundred years, as you've stated. Um, Now, I'm not sure if the Banks-Aiken debacle of 1853... 1855, uh, 1855, I'm going to say 1855 because I think that was a typo, had the same tension as the McCarthy-Jeffrey standoff where 20 House Republicans blocked McCarthy from winning for the better part of a week. This culminated in the penultimate moment. That means the second to last,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in case you didn't know. Um, the penultimate moment where Matt Gates of Florida had a little bit of a kerfuffle, yeah, with a couple of members from the of the house. Uh, so, just so everybody knows, if you haven't seen these clips yet, I was watching this live. I couldn't believe it when it happened. Uh, Matt Gates, in the 14th round of voting, um, he missed his vote a hundred percent on purpose. Don't like it wasn't like he was just out to the bathroom and missed his vote. He did, yeah. he did this intentionally to be the last vote. Um. Missed his vote the first time around and was the last one to vote for speaker in the 14th round. He voted present and everybody cheered because much like everybody watching, they thought that gave it to McCarthy. Yeah. And then they said, no, that doesn't give it to McCarthy. We're going to have to go to a 15th vote. Uh, We're going to have to go to a 15th vote. So this is what happened. And we will give you the play-by-play of this. So here is McCarthy going up to Gates. Uh, this is after he voted president. Everybody thought uh, McCarthy had won. And he's trying to talk to Matt Gates. Matt and Lauren Boebert there, you can see that Matt Gates is not happy with, with uh, McCarthy. And he keeps pointing back over to where McCarthy was sitting. I can only assume he's saying, go sit the fuck down.
1: Would you agree? It looks like that, yeah.
0: I mean, the way that he is saying this, it looks like he's just going, sit the fuck down, just go go back to your seat, sit down. Um, you know that McCarthy is attempting to do some sort of wheeling and dealing here. Not, not 100% sure uh, what he's trying to offer him. But you know that he's trying to deal because that's what McCarthy does. And that is the issue that a lot of Republicans have with him. So... Things get a little heated. He tells him to go sit down. And then McCarthy is going to be walking away here in a moment. Um, he's going to be walking away here in a moment with his tail kind of between his legs. Matt Rosendale there, I met him in Fort myer Nice guy. Yeah. Super nice guy. And then as, he's talk, as he continues talking, you'll be able to see um, – I just blanked on that guy's name.
1: Oh, here he comes. Yeah.
0: The guy, uh, Mike Rogers, Mike Rogers of Alabama comes and he starts saying something to him and he is pulled back. And I don't know what is going on here because the camera moved, but McCarthy turns back around. Like he's actually going to jump into the middle of a fight, which, you know, he's not going to jump into the middle of a fight because he's Mike McCarthy and he's going to try to deal his way out of it instead of standing there and actually fighting. Um, and then he walks away solemnly, like the sad little puppy that he is.
1: Yeah. Hey, look, man, it's it, it sucks. Right? These guys are. <laughs> I mean, made it made for good theater though. And, and thank know, God for C SPAN. And now what they're trying to do is to limit the cameras in C SPAN. Are they really? Oh, yeah. No, they're trying to they don't want to give they don't want to give the American people that much access to how the sausage is being made, especially if you're gonna do this stuff on the floor of Congress or on the floor of the house and not behind closed doors.
0: Right. And a lot of people, especially on the right, were wondering why Matt Gates was sitting there talking with, um, Maxine, uh, was it Maxine? Martin? He was like he, Sheila Jackson, Sheila Jackson, Sheila Jackson. And with, uh, AOC, uh, AOC and, uh, Spike calls her his Somali Sade. Um,
1: not Rashida Tlaib. Um, Ilhan Omar.
0: That's the one. Yeah, and he was having conversations with them, and it was shown on C-SPAN. So people are like, why is he talking to her? And the reason that they're talking is 100% uh, Joe Hanoush says weren't Democrats
1: seen drinking. I mean, I, wouldn't you drink if you were there, man, too? I, would, I, I wouldn't drink. blame that for that at all. I don't
0: drink anymore.
1: Obviously. Oh, no, no, but no, no. no. I w- if but... you were up there, you might start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's actually been a concern <laughs> That was yeah. a concern when somebody offered me a job up on the hill. Um, I was like, no, I don't want to start drinking again. Um, we have
1: to get weed in hotel rooms again.
0: Right. <laughs> but um, they, they were saying, you know, why is he talking to, uh, to, to Ilhan Omar and AOC? And it's because these people are friends. They're friends behind the scenes. In front of the cameras, they hate each other. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes, they're friends. They all go to the same party. They all make the same jokes. They all hang out together. They don't actually hate each other. They just want us to hate each other.
1: Yes, yes. But you know what? I, look, I've gone two ways on this on this, on this this point that you're making right here, where I used to be upset about this. I am not upset about it anymore.
0: Well, no, you and, watch WWE. It's well, the same
1: thing. Yeah. but No, the other reason I'm not upset about it anymore is this, though. Is that the, all those people, whether you like them or not, whether you think that they're good people, you think that they're bad people, whatever, are part of a group of people of 435 people that all basically have the same job.
0: Yeah.
1: The only people that truly understand that job is those other 435 people and anybody that's been there before. Right. But until you've had that position, until you've had that job, I don't think that you truly can appreciate everything that's entailed with that. So because of that, and they have to show up in the same chamber and vote all every day, they're going to have conversations. And so if they're being cordial with one another there, again, I wish they would, instead of trying to incite the, incite riots with, with other people and to, you know, to publicly say these other people are evil and stuff like that, which don't get me wrong, I, I would agree they're all fucking evil as far as I'm concerned. But instead of doing that, if you would be more friendly with them on the outside as well as on the inside, it might make for a better discourse in the country.
0: It, it, absolutely. If you could sit there and stand, like um, I know that Ma- I think Massey and AOC signed on to a bill together at one point. And that was great to see because you saw some bipartisan. They were standing there together pitching this bill. Mm-hmm. And you need to see more of that uh, in Congress, you need to see more of that instead of what we are going to end up getting for the next two years. Um, because you're not going to see that, that bipartisan effort on anything over the next two years. Instead, what you're going to see is the Republicans are going to try to push things through, which we'll talk about more later. Um, but they're going to try to push things through that they know aren't going to pass the Senate and it's complete theater.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Total, total, total theater. It's the same thing with the IRS vote. Look, is that a good vote to get rid of all those IRS agents? Sure. Yeah. Is it going to go anywhere? Not a chance. Right. And Because it's not going to pass the Senate. It's
0: not. And is it? Yeah. Today they voted to get rid of the IRS. Uh, today they voted to get rid of the IRS and to switch it for more of a consumption tax. Kind like the of fair day. tax. Yeah, it was, it was
1: a, it was kind of a fair tax vote.
0: Yeah. It was kind of a fair tax vote. It's not going to go to the Senate. And McCarthy knows that.
1: Well, it's why it's easy to make this. Th- look, it's easy to make this vote when you're not, when you're not, when you know that there's no ramifications for your actions. Right. Like it, it, Look, if the Republicans were to have won the Senate and won the House, then there's no way that vote makes it to the floor.
0: Right. And one of the things like that McCarthy didn't want to give up in negotiations, from what I've heard from, you know, different back channels and things like that, is he didn't want to, uh, he didn't want to put a balanced budget bill.
1: Yeah, because you did not want the Republicans to have to vote no. But
0: why would they have to vote no?
1: Well, because they don't want it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Well, you could, but you could pass it, and you know it's not passing the Senate.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, and you know Biden's not signing it. Well, yeah, no, 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 that's true, too. But they don't even want their, but they, they, they don't want that so much that they don't even want to have to vote for that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And I like so. And the same thing with term limits. I would, I would assume then. Yeah. Because they don't want it. So they didn't want the rep- Okay, so that makes more sense than the IRS thing. But if you knew it wasn't going to pass the Senate, you could still say we voted for this. This they said no.
1: Yeah, oh, it's easy. It's very plausible. It's very easy. There was something that was set up here, but a second ago. Let me see here. Um, yeah, yeah, Joe. Joe said this. Joe Anoush. Yeah, we can't truly appreciate being a corrupt member of Congress. I totally hear what you're saying on that one, Joe. I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss that comment outright. But I will say, like, if you. And again, I don't ever want to give them the benefit of the doubt. By the way, so I, I, I hate even I hate even to to play devil's advocate on this one to give them the benefit of the doubt. But in the non-corrupt, there's still features of that job that only another member of Congress would truly understand. Right. That if you went up there, that when you were bitching, you can't just bitch the constituents. You have to bitch to other people that actually know what know what's going on with that. And so, and, and that's the aspect in which I was kind of referring to on that so not to and again i don't want to dismiss diminish what you're saying because ultimately i think everyone becomes corrupt when you go up there
0: absolutely that's
1: why you want term limits for for any other reason for your own to save your own soul
0: yeah
1: for pete's sake because like it's just it, it, you can't give anyone that kind of power and not have an expectation that it's going to that it's going to be um it's going to be used i mean hell we we Look, when we were going to Tallahassee, I won't be corrupt. You know what? Here's the thing, Joe. (laughs) Hold on. I don't want to just make the show of arguing with Joe. (laughs)
0: Because
1: I love you, Joe. I really do. I really do love you. You up there for six years, you will be corrupt. You know why? Because the system itself and giving someone that kind of power is ultimately corruptible. You're right. You wouldn't be corrupt as long as you left within six years. Or level within four years, for Pete's sake. Right. Because once you're up there too long, then you feel self-important, and that self-important is like the you know it's uh that's the key to the dark side, right there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, for some of them, it wasn't even four years; like it was the moment they got in.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, I
0: mean, you see that Matt, Matt Gates, AOC, Elaine <coughs> El- uh like, Well, Gates Arthur was a,
1: Gates was in the state house before. Yeah, he knew, yeah. the he knew the game. He knew the game.
0: Uh, Lauren Bovert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all of them, Oh yeah, all of them, as soon as they got there, they got that self-important kind of mentality. Yeah. It, it was the same thing we were talking about earlier with entitlements. Yeah. They got that just as, just as uh, Congress people, mm-hmm. like everybody was out. So in order to get the votes, here's the list of concessions that Kevin McCarthy had to give up in order to get the votes to become speaker. Uh, any member can call for a motion to vacate the speaker's chair, which means if Matt Gaetz gets mad at Kevin McCarthy for any reason, he can call a vote of no confidence and they have to re-vote on the chair.
1: Yeah. Uh, However, you are it's uh, incumbent advantage in that one, though.
0: It is incumbent in the, yeah, big time.
1: So, again, they can have the vote, it'll get fail, and then they'll move on. Um, Don't mind that rule. Don't mind that
0: rule. No, I don't mind that rule either. Um, A McCarthy-aligned super PAC, the Congressional Leadership Fund, agreed not to spend uh, in open Republican primaries in safe seats. So basically, Gates, uh, Byron Donald, uh, Lauren Boebert, uh, any of the people really going against him. That went against him. He cannot fund any campaign in the primary against them.
1: Well, not directly.
0: Not directly. Well, you can get around that rule. You can get around. Yes. You can get around that rule by going to a different fund.
1: Or just fi- yeah, or, or having the donors do it in a different way. Right. Don't get me wrong. All those guys got targets on their backs right at this mm-hmm. point. I'm going to get to the Joe Hanush thing afterwards, but let's get into this yeah, first yeah. and Let me finish with Joe.
0: Um the House will hold votes on key conservative bills, including a balanced budget amendment, congressional term limits, and border security. Again, cool.
1: Glad they did it. But not going to go anywhere. It's
0: not going to go anywhere. Uh, efforts to raise the nation's debt ceiling must be paired with spending cuts. I, I like this one a lot.
1: It's going to make it an interesting fight. It's going to make it an yeah. And, and that's the first one that's going to lose, by the way. Yeah, no. Because both of- sides, look, they're both going to... they, they each one holds the other thing hostage. You know, the Democrats will hold military spending hostage. The Republicans will control wholesale spending or social spending programs hostage. And at the end of the day, they both cave. Yes. Because uh, there was sequestration before this, and look what happened.
0: Yes. Uh, move 12 appropriations bills individually instead of passing separate bills to fund government
1: operations. That's good. I like that one. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a good one. Oh, you know what that is? That's democracy.
0: Uh, yes, uh, more Freedom Caucus representation on committees, including the influential House Rules Committee.
1: That, that's get that. That's selfish.
0: That, <laughs> I mean, but, don't get me wrong. Not saying it's a bad thing per se, but, but it's selfish. It's it's selfish, but you know that's negotiation. Negotiations are always selfish.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Um, Cap discretionary spending at fiscal year 2022 levels, which would amount to lower levels for defense and domestic programs.
1: Oh God. I wish that would happen. That's yeah. That's not going to happen. No, that's absolutely not, not going to happen. Nope. Well, I, here's the thing. I always find it funny is when you're capping spending, they're calling it a cut. Right. Like draconian cuts. Oh no, we're going to keep it at the same level. Yeah. That's a draconian cut.
0: Right. Um, 72 hours to review bills before they come to floor.
1: That yeah, was supposed to be the case already.
0: It, it was supposed to. It, and, and, maybe McCarthy will hold true to that instead of just saying, Oh, here's the bill. We need to vote on it today. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I know, I know that was in the rules package. Yes. But whether or not they stick to it, I don't know. They can simply
1: vote to suspend the rules.
0: Exactly. Uh, Give members the ability to offer more amendments on the house floor, which great idea. Great idea. I know from listening to Justin Amash that, since Paul Ryan, no amendment has been introduced on the floor. Yep. Paul Ryan started that. Um, create an investigative committee to probe the weaponization of the federal government.
1: Great idea. Not going to go anywhere.
0: Right. That's.
1: that's we all pol- know what they're doing.
0: That's the police investigating. The, the, police. Twi- the
1: Twitter leaks have proven like the, the Twitter leaks have proven now exactly how they do it, which has been nice to see.
0: Right. Uh, restore... That was a Massey thing, by the way. That was a Massey thing, yeah. But, I mean, it's not going to go anywhere. It doesn't matter. No, it's not. I I appreciate that Massey did it, but at the same... Like, it's... When the police investigate the police, they always find no wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the same thing. They're going to say, yeah, we kind of... Yeah, we were wrong here, so we made some new rules in order to fix that. Mm -hmm. The rules were there. You you already broke them.
1: Yeah, we can fix this one easily. Just start eliminating agencies. You know, FBI, CIA, like... And again, I, I, I know it always sounds so dr- uh, so dr- drastic to, to hear it say this way, but I, honestly, until they just, they have to eliminate these organizations. They cannot, There's are no reforming them. There's no getting around. You've got to just eliminate the CIA, eliminate the FBI, find a new way to, to do the legitimate functions that they're doing. And, you know, just... Ugh.
0: Uh, restore the Holman rule, which can be used to reduce the salary of government officials. This will never happen.
1: Never, never,
0: never going to happen. Government officials will never vote to lower their salaries.
1: No, they're not going to.
0: Why would they? That's negotiating against yourself. And we all know you should never do that.
1: Well, no. And look, the government bureaucracies, they and both sides support the government bureaucracies at the end of the day. They just support their own side of the government bureaucracies. You know, like if you see these people talking about, you know, like, like when you, um, yeah, yeah. Definitely get rid of the ATF shit bags too. No, <laughs> or convert it to a store. Yeah. Make it a store. Or convert it to, you know, ATF. sounds it, like a great store.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic. 7-Eleven. Yes. Um, so last night they passed the rules package. And we've kind of got we've kind of gone over that a little bit so far, but uh, just because they have the rules package in place, like we said, um, just because uh, they have the rules package in place, they can vote to suspend those, which they absolutely will mm-hmm. any time that they need to change. Yep. So, and since you only need a basic majority, and the Republicans have what eight majority
1: four. No, bad? no, five, five, five. I thought it was. Okay. I uh, think, I think.
0: I thought, I thought they had an eight majority, which is why five would block it.
1: Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right.
0: Um, so they have an eight majority. I think they have an eight majority. Um, Republicans have an eight majority, which means if eight Republicans side with the Democrats on suspending the rules, the rules get suspended. So that's going to happen.
1: Look, here's the thing. There's no sets of rules that you can set up right now. It's the people that are there and what their motivations are. And that really is what it comes down to. Look, until you have, and again, look, you know where I'm at on this. I'm a libertarian. I'd rather have a majority of libertarians up there. But if you want to talk about mass chaos before you put a bunch of libertarians up there, a bunch of congressional libertarians up there, Jesus Christ, you want to talk about mass chaos, it'd be mass chaos. Don't get wrong. would love to see it. Love to see it. But at the same time, you'd have worse fights up there with everybody that was on the same side than you do now. You I think, think Gates, <laughs> you think there's? you're going to have, you know, 200 Gates, right? Could you? Well, except for they'd be more honest, but like, but again, regardless, <laughs>
0: People would be sitting there, uh, excuse me, point of order. I believe this is supposed to be a semicolon, not a colon. Yeah. And then they would argue for 400 hours over whether it's a semicolon or a colon. And the clerk would just be sitting there shaking her head and just angry the entire time, which is why I stopped going to conventions.
1: Oh, God. Conventions are like dental work, man. <laughs> Look, any political meeting is like dental work, man. Like, it is so bad. All of them are bad, man. There's no... There's no one good, it's government sucks, man. At the end of the day, I'd be turning into an anarchist because I've been watching. Yeah. Like what made you an anarchist? Oh, I paid attention.
0: Yeah. What made you an anarchist? The Libertarian Party. Yeah, oh, that was oh the final God. straw. That was it.
1: Oh man, I remember going to those conventions. Oh my God, that was such painful. It's so, and people would get so mad, just like with this one. Look, I actually think that with with the, with this congressional thing that we that we just watched, I like that it was done on the outside and not the inside. I think it was a good thing. I think that both sides should do this kind of thing Absolutely. where they should have much more of this stuff. I, I think it, it it adds to the democratic process. It doesn't take away. So I was happy with the way that things went down. But at the end of the day, you knew McCarthy was going to win though, oh, because yeah. way the way vast majority of the Republicans wanted McCarthy, whether they, again, for whatever reason, they wanted McCarthy. And the here's the other thing that pisses me off. The other side didn't do the work to get someone to get more votes. They just bitched like a bunch of little girls. Yeah, they had no plan. No offense to the little girls, by the way. Yeah, they, they had no plan. It was just like, we don't want
0: McCarthy. Okay, who do you want? Not McCarthy. Not McCarthy. We're just gonna keep throwing shit. Byron Donalds, up.
1: Donald Trump, which I look, I like Byron Donalds. I know Byron Donalds personally. Great guy. Like him a lot. Yeah. Was no chance. And not because he was black, but because the guy didn't have a whole lot of experience anyway. Yeah, he's a He's only been in for four years,
0: two years. This is his second or third term. Like he had zero shot of winning this. Yeah. Jim Jordan didn't want it. Steve Scalise didn't want it. Yeah.
1: Those people that they were endorsing were endorsing McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody that they
0: endorsed with the exception of Byron Donald and Andy Biggs.
1: Yeah. Endorsed McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they totally did. So it is what it is. is And again, it is still, it's just theater, by the way. And none of these guys are going to fix any of this stuff, especially with a divided Congress. Like the only thing they're going to be good at is investigations. That's it. The only thing that's going to be worthwhile is investigations. And even that stuff's theater. Look, I love the thing that Massey put forward when it comes to like that church commission thing. But at the end of the day, all it's going to do is identify shit we already know. And the other side's going to say that it's not happening. Right. The only, so the,
0: Anything that they pass is not going to get through the Senate. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And if somehow, miraculously, it makes it through the Senate, it's not going to get signed by the president. Mm -hmm. So it's all for naught. The only time this is going to get interesting is when it comes down, when they have to pass a budget, because the House has to pass the budget. And the question is, will McCarthy have the stones to shut the government down?
1: No. No. Nope. Won't do it. Nope. Won't do it. Nope. They definitely do. You know why? Cause they don't want to look, they don't want to stop the spending either, man. Like if they wanted to stop the spending, they'd have done it when Trump was there. What happened when Trump was there, they increased the spending. They did, But that was because it was their guy. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, look, I went, I remember one of the, one of the last speeches I went out and gave to a group. I went to Sarasota Bradenton, It was a, it was a group down there and it was a group I used to go to all the time for Liberty first. And I went in there and the same thing I would complain about before the spending, I would talk about the spending there too. And some guy in the back of the room said, you know, we don't care about spending anymore. So just move on. Like just nonchalant about it, had no shame in saying it was like, no, we don't care about spending anymore. And that was a regular person. That was a regular normie, if you want to call it, or, you know, a a local activist at their Republican executive committee hearing or or meeting or whatever. I wasn't at a rec meeting. I was at like a Tea Party meeting. But, you know, all that is, is just the... um, (laughs) They only raised the debt by like $7 trillion. Look, they've they've both given up, man. Again, they never really wanted it to begin with. And I think that's the dirty little secret. Like, a lot of these guys, especially what they were... What they would say against libertarians when I ran in 2010 and when I've seen other guys run later on is that they would talk about how we got to get this spending under control. But they wouldn't be actually serious about it because even the most milk toast of proposals like the Rand did the penny plan, which I got to tell you, if you want to look at a, a legitimate, realistic plan that should have had a chance, it was that plan and to see it not embraced by anybody, to see it just totally just shoved, shoved aside or called draconian or whatever by both sides. None of these people are serious about it and they're not going to be serious about it because at the end of the day, people still vote for them and they continue to vote for them. And the person that would say, well, we should vote third party is considered crazy. This is what we deserve the collectively. I don't mean every individual. I'm sure most of the people here are not in the mix of people that I'm talking about. However, collectively, not only do we deserve what we get, but we deserve it really fucking hard. (laughs) Like we deserve more of it because you know what? Obviously you haven't paid attention enough to realize that you shouldn't be voting for these fucking people anymore. You know, like this woman, the woman that ran for the, who was the congressman here, Luna or whatever.
0: Annapolina Luna.
1: Annapolina Luna. You know what her posters were or her billboards were? Like her next to a cutout picture of Trump. Yeah. Again, and won. And won. Why did she win? Because I'm standing next to Trump. Well, we deserve what we get if that's what your fucking thing is. I don't think that's
0: why she won. I think it's because the candidate she was running against was just awful.
1: Who was she running against? I
0: don't know. And that's why I know he was awful because I can't name that guy. Now.
1: Yeah, it wasn't Charlie Crist. Yeah,
0: because he was running for governor. They didn't have the they didn't have the oh, ability. What an
1: idiot. Crist was, by the way. Yeah. Ran a horrible campaign for governor. Ran
0: a way. terrible campaign for governor. I think the the I
1: Democrats mean, are finger painters in Florida, man. Yeah. Their finger, it may make the Libertarians look good.
0: Like I think Nikki Fried would have run a better campaign. Absolutely. And she would have come closer, but not by a lot.
1: No, no. DeSantis was going to win this one no matter what. And the reason DeSantis was going to win this one, it was just because like in, look, in Florida, the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats was, is that the Republicans for years, we talked about this before have done the work that they needed to do in order to win elections. Cause at the end of the day, you got to register voters in your party and you got to get out the vote to those voters in order to win elections. And the Republicans for their to their credit have done that very thing in order to make it happen. And nobody else does that in Florida. I'm, I'm sorry. It just doesn't happen. Like nobody is, nobody's that organized. Look, The Republicans took over the Dade County School Board, the Miami Dade County School Board. Like a Democrat stronghold, the Republicans took it over. And it wasn't that hard.
0: Um, Joe Hanish said no Democrat even bothered to run in my race uh CD Congressional District Six. No
1: shit, huh? Um it was just you against a Republican? Yeah. Huh? Yeah.
0: Fucking hey. So I have no segue for this. Speaking of
1: hard, hard move. Yeah, this is gonna, hard this move. This is gonna be
0: hard. Love. Denise George has been relieved of her duties as Attorney General of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yes. If you don't know why, it's because Andrew Tate was arrested. It's because the Speaker thing was going on, and media did not want to talk about this at all. But uh, she lost her job days after filing a lawsuit accusing financial giant J.P. Morgan Chase of turning a blind eye to Jeffrey Epstein's multi-decade sex trafficking operation.
1: Where's the list?
0: Where is the the,
1: fucking list, man? Can can we
0: get that book? Um, She filed a lawsuit in Manhattan last week alleging that the Wall Street giant provided and pulled the levers through which recruiters and victims of Epstein's offending uh, were paid in the court. filing. Um, Virgin Islands governor. I did not know that all of the islands had one collective governor. Yes. I learned that yesterday. Um, Albert Bryan confirmed that Miss George has been removed from her role amid reports that he had been blindsided by the lawsuit. So because he didn't know that the lawsuit was going to happen against JP Morgan Chase for aiding and abetting Epstein in his child sex trafficking ring he fired the attorney general because that makes sense somehow
1: We live in an (laughs) evil world, man. I don't know other way to say it, man. Like you know, look that you knew that these people knew this shit. You don't have a you don't have a kitty porn island and not have it financed by one of these evil banks or whatever. I mean I, I will say it is a weird kind of happenstance that just days later Joe Biden shows up down there.
0: It wasn't he was there when it happened. Oh my god. So in an amazing coincidence. This is where Joe Biden happened to uh, vacation over the holiday because she was fired on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. And he was down there for Christmas and New Year's. Um, This is where uh, also in another amazing coincidence, the Virgin Islands, especially St. Croix, uh, where Joe Biden was, was is attempting to move to 100% solar. They've made a promise that they are going 100% solar, but they don't have the funds to do it. <laughs> you see where this is going, don't you? Yeah. Um, now, I'm not saying that a deal was made, but if they get a huge bailout to go solar or to bail out the water and power authority that has blown through over one billion dollars since the hurricanes over the summer and are relying on much more uh, environmentally unfriendly diesel fuel because they won't make payments on their 150 million dollar propane generation facilities that the taxpayers of the united states funded a deal was made
1: yeah and that includes firing the-
0: that yeah and it included firing denise george who just filed a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase for aiding and abetting Epstein in his child sex trafficking ring.
1: You know, you try not to. You, you want to say that the people that are out there giving the wild conspiracy theories about how all the government officials are all wanting to have sex with underage kids is not a thing. And then when Epstein gets caught and then gets offed, and then when Maxwell goes to jail and we still don't have the list of all the people that were associated with that, like, are you tell, are, are, are you seriously, are, are you serious about this? Are you seriously telling me that we don't know who does what here?
0: Uh, David Davis says hundred percent solar. Where are they going to accomplish that? Texas had a major blackout partly because of wind and solar. Yeah. They uh, back in June, I believe, of 2022, they said that they will be 100% solar within 90 days, which we all know isn't a real possibility. Uh, I'm including the link to that in the comments, Um, but they said that they were going to be going like 100% solar in 90 days. Obviously, that didn't happen because they are still using... Uh, the diesel plants and the propane tank, uh, the propane plant. Yeah. If they get a bailout in order to fund 100% solar on St. Croix, where Joe Biden was vacationing for Christmas and New Year's. The same week that Denise George was fired because according to Virgi- Virgin, I said Virginia, Virgin Islands, governor Albert Bryan, he was blindsided by the lawsuit. You can 100% put together, it may not be correct, but you can put it together that he fired Denise George in order to get the bailout money.
1: God, that sounds familiar. I think that (laughs) happened in Ukraine once. But, you know, who wants to talk about that return on investment? Boy, you want to talk about a really good return on investment. Ukraine, Ukraine, that was a return on investment, man like you got to give the biden you know the biden family a couple million bucks and you get billions in return billions in you billions. know that's amazing i'll yeah. we'll, we'll throw in a couple of bradley tanks later on just to just sweeten the pot just sweeten the deal and but no i'm just a putin apologist so <laughs> i'm only a putin apologist till july man cuz i got a silver dollar on this guy maintaining power till july speaking, once july 1st hits man i'm 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 done
0: speaking of your uh so for anybody who doesn't listen, he's the host of he's the one of the hosts of Unattended Baggage with Adrian and Alex, um, or Alex and Nate. I don't know how that goes, but yeah. Unattended Baggage. You can find it on whatever podcasting platform. Um, they have two silver dollar bets. One is that Putin will be ousted before July.
1: Um. Yeah. So the two different bets we got going on right now is that Putin will be out of power, either dead or out of power, which more than likely dead, before July first. So if I make it, if he makes it to July 1st, I win the buck
0: and the, other, the silver dollar. And the other one is that Donald Trump will be, is it in jail or indicted?
1: Uh, okay. So the way that the way that the, the bet is set up is that he has to have a perp shot. Like There's got to be okay. a perp walk and there's got to be a mug shot. He's got to be arrested, arrested, actually arrested by December 31st of 2023. And
0: that was based on the, leak, on the documents, that, the, 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 the classified documents that were in Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. So what about Joe Biden having classified documents in his personal library in Philly? From oh, the he, Biden stuff? From when he was vice president. He did basically the exact same thing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he did pretty much the same thing, which they all do, though. They all do it. It's just funny because Biden said, I don't know how anybody could be so reckless. That's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. How could anybody be so reckless with classified documents? And then he's got them. Um, So, yeah, that is our show. I don't believe that uh, Jason has a show this week. Alex, thank you for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Hold on. Look, there were
1: some comments, though, that I did want to make sure we got to. And the thing with Joe, go back up for a way. It's got to go a ways because they were talking a lot. But it was one of those things where he said something. uh, No need to argue. I'm right. No argument.
0: This one. No need to argue with me. Yeah, I'm right. No no argument.
1: argument. (laughs) Okay, look. First off, a little hubris would probably be a good thing, Joe. (laughs) Let's just say that right off the bat. A little bit of hubris, buddy. You know, a little bit too much ego on this one. I've seen Joe's
0: tweets recently. Hubris is not.
1: Hubris is not a thing, huh? (laughs) Okay, so here's how I know. I was, I was until tonight, a member of the Budget Advisory Board. Hold on, let's see here. I never voted to raise taxes. Literally only voted against, literally only vote against on the board. Okay, hold on. Let me just say this. No one knows how they're going to react until they've been put in the position. There's a lot of people that I've known that, that would, until you... Uh, Until you are given the real carrot and the real stick, you don't know how you're going to react. You just don't know how you're going to react. Now, would you more than likely react in a way in which would be in line with your principles? Yes. However, with that being said, that is one of the biggest reasons why you need a support staff of a support staff of people that will keep you in line. Look, I got to tell you, so when we when we go up with Liberty First, we used to go to Tallahassee with Liberty First. And after Adrian's election, and after Adrian won, we started to get um, like the, the Republicans that were up there started to reach out to us in a very serious way. It started with Corcoran. What did Adrian um, win? I'm sorry, after his run, not oh. his win, but his run. Okay. When when he ran for governor and he was able to secure almost five percent of the vote at that point it it represented more votes than the difference between the Republican and the Democrat. Right. And because of that, they started to reach out before they didn't pay us no mind at all. And then they started reaching out and they started talking to us. And that is when the beginning of what we would notice as a carrot and stick kind of thing would come forward. Now it was me, Hallman, uh, Danielle, Adrian, um, basically the us four.
0: Which for anybody who doesn't know, that was basically the Adrian Wiley for governor campaign team. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mine is Holman. Holman really wasn't involved with in that because he was doing the legislative stuff up right. in Tallahassee. But until you have meetings with these people, and until you are in the room where they talk where they talk to you, like the one thing that we all did with each other was we kept each other level, level headed. Like we would, you know, almost call each other out on a very regular basis. I mean, privately, not publicly, but privately, we would say, you know, make sure you're sticking things correctly and you're not, you're not, um, um, you're not, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, you're not susceptible to the kind of influence that you would get once you, once you are even close to that kind of power. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I think in your mind, Joe, I'll bet you that you think that you're that solid. <coughs> From so, But you don't – I'm sorry. I hate to call it. Let me just – but you don't know until you get there. So f-
0: what I will say about – because Joe has been on uh, either county commissions or city com- city councils or – Yeah, that's you know, so what he was talking yeah, about yeah, in that yeah, one yeah. thing. Um, he is one of the people that I have talked to over the years um, – he is one of the people that absolutely believes what he just commented. That kind of power shouldn't exist. That's my mindset. Uh, but he, he sticks to that. And he will want, like, if he were to make it to a state house, state senate, or to uh, or to the federal branch, he would, I think he would be a doctor. No, just no, 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 no. It's very I, possible. Yeah, I, I believe that budget advisory board for the city commission. Um, but <clears throat> I, be- I believe that about Joe and I hope to find out one day and I hope that I'm right. Um, but I would vote for him. Uh, I would vote for him in a senatorial campaign. Uh, should he ever run for that?
1: No, oh, I would totally vote for him. I don't want to okay. say that I wouldn't. Yeah, vote no, no for
0: I get, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what, cause you're saying, once you get to that position, you don't know what's going to happen.
1: No. And it also, it also depends on how you act too, though. Like it, I'll give you an instance. In the state legislature, there was a lot of libertarians that loved Anthony Sabatini. Yeah, Still love him to this day. Still love him to this day. I personally didn't like Anthony Sabatini after a while. The reason why was, is that he was completely ineffective of getting anything done. Just was ineffective. Now, if he was, if he actually was um, um, supporting a piece of legislation where he sponsored the legislation, it was worse that he sponsored it than if he didn't sponsor it and like i'd rather not have him sponsor the bill than have him sponsor the bill because the people in the leadership would not vote for that bill out of spite whether and again don't get me wrong would they probably voted against it anyway yeah probably but that gave them a reason to vote against it like constitutional carries not they're going to pass something similar to constitutional carry, even though I do think that you're stupid for just walking around with a gun on the outside of your body. You should always carry concealed just because you don't want to let people know what fuck weapon you have. Right. And the no, people that want to just walk around with a gun there in the middle of the day, all the way around, you're just doing it to be a dick at this point. Again, I support your right to do it, but at the same time, like, here's the thing, like, if you want to actually <laughs> help in keeping people safe, identifying who's got the gun and showing them where it is. You know how much of a swivel you got to keep your head on in order to make sure somebody doesn't just grab your gun from behind. Yeah. it's,
0: It's a, it's always a much more precarious situation for somebody trying to do evil because you don't know where the guns are Yeah, and the guns could be anywhere. But if you see, you know, on the hip, on the hip, on the hip, you know who to go for first.
1: Yeah, you make yourself the target. Right. If you're trying to do that. But anyway, back to the Sabatini thing is the general point I'm making is how you go about doing it is just as important, if not more important than actually what you're voting on. You know what I mean? Because look, just saying no, while I think it can make you feel good, isn't necessarily the best way to go about doing that. Not, Not just saying no, but giving reason, rationale, alternative, uh, alternative uh, methods of doing it, you know, alternative ways of paying for it. Like, I'll give you an instance. We were at a a city council meeting many, many years ago, city of Newport Ritchie. And it wasn't a city council meeting. It was like one of the subcommittee group meetings. And me, Danielle were there and they had a bunch of little kids there and they were talking about how they wanted to become a, like a green city or something like that. And what the Bureaucrats were telling the kids to do is well, you can apply for, apply for this grant and apply for this grant and apply for this grant and apply for this grant in order to get the money that you would need to pay back the government to be considered a green city, which seems stupid logic all day long, as far as I was concerned. <laughs>
0: so the government came up with something that was stupid logic. Yeah,
1: circular logic. It's imagine, weird. imagine that, right? It's weird. Now me and Danielle were in the we we're in the crowd, and we were saying, Well, why don't you do this instead? Why don't you go around to the different businesses, get their buy-in, see if they can donate some money towards this in order to become a green city? Because what they would talk about how the businesses would, 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 get, would be um, uh, impacted in a positive way, how this is better for the local your local businesses and the local community and things like that. And my thought was, well, okay, if you wanted to do something like this, why not do it voluntarily? Go around, get the buy-in from businesses. And Then go from there. Those bureaucrats were so fucking pissed off at us for saying that stuff because we actually were the children that were there were actually listening to what we were saying and thought it was an actual pretty good idea, right? They were like, Oh, this is a good idea, a good way to go about doing it. But the bureaucrats didn't want that because they didn't want the they don't care about the buy-in of the local businesses. It's the same thing that goes along the lines with like Enterprise Florida, like visit Florida. Visit Florida.com is the website that when you go to the, it has listed there, a bunch of businesses, but most of the information is inaccurate. It's incomplete. There's not a whole bunch of stuff there.
0: And before I moved to Florida, I saw those commercials.
1: Yep. So when I was up there arguing against the government, giving enterprise Florida and giving visit Florida a bunch of money, the guy was actually in chambers when I was in there. And I said, why don't you go around and get the money from the businesses? And that way you would, it would you would have an incentive to actually put accurate information on the website. Again, looked at me like I had five heads, man. Which is like no wanted and wouldn't wanted nothing to do with it. Because you know, reasonable like look, it's so much easier to go to one place to get a bunch of the money than to actually have to do the work.
0: And then yeah, instead of doing the legwork and walking around. So but you know, that also goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning about entitlement and people used to just going to one spot to get it as opposed to going around and doing the work. All the way back around. Yeah, made it all the way back to the beginning which I don't even know how we got to that point at the beginning. Cause we were talking about gas stoves and we got there. Um, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Every time you're on, um, you will be back here next month.
1: Yeah. Like three weeks now. Cause we did. I, right. I had to wait a week. Right. I was sick last week though, man. Here's the thing. I was sick in a way that I didn't want to come in here and get you, get you, get I, you get know,
0: everybody, uh, Everybody uh, has been getting that recently, and it's been awful. Uh, Scott Greer asks, "What is Alex' podcast again?" It is called Unattended Baggage with Adrian and Alex. You can find it on any of your favorite podcasting platforms.
1: And I'm on Substack,
0: and he's on Substack,
1: and I'm reloading all the episodes I into a new two Substack. Different
0: substacks right now. Yeah, uh, I do. Unfortunately, what well, one's on the, the International Show.
1: Guild of Professional Anarchists? That's what the, the 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 current one is on. I've actually made the Unintended Baggage uh, Substack, and what I'm doing is like one episode at a time. I'm actually reloading all of them onto the Substack, and I made a paid part on that one. So I'm actually I totally made a paid part. So like, and I'm and I'm redoing the notes in every like I have all the show notes set up. So I'm literally redoing the show notes one at because it takes a little while to do it. So I'm doing it one at a time, which I, I mean, it, it feeds all my OCDs, but, you know.
0: So if you uh, want to know what Alex's podcast sounds like, which is a fantastic podcast. I listen to it every Monday morning on my way into work. Uh, big fan of the show. Oh, thank you. But uh, if you want to know what it sounds like, uh, Alex sounds like him. And this is Adrian. So uh, I was at a poker game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're going to hear that a lot. He says, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot. A lot.
1: That's, that's it, one of his ticks. Yeah, it's here's like, the thing is my biggest tick.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is your biggest that tick. That is my biggest yeah, tick. His is, you know what I'm saying? And he says, you know what I'm saying? So much. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, look, if you took the, you know what I'm saying? And then here's the thing and took those two words out, we'd probably be able to cut the show in half.
0: Right, <laughs> That's actually probably accurate.
1: it cut the show um, in half.
0: So yeah, check them out on your favorite podcasting platform. They keep saying they're going to do video. I doubt it. I doubt it.
1: Not anytime soon.
0: Right. Um, but you can see Alex here first Tuesday of every month from here until who knows when. Probably
1: wearing some Adidas shirt jacket because <laughs> I only a, have two and I alternate them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, so until next week, I will be back next week with a brand new episode of Money Waters, excuse me, of Money Waters of Freedom. Uh, so until then, have a great week. Have a fantastic weekend. And remember where we're going, we don't need roads.